Happy Wednesday, troublemakers. We have a lot to talk about today. Ford's lightning launch ahead of schedule. Come on, consumers showing up at the auto show and it's National Cold Brew Day, which is really good news for a father. Everywhere I go, the people really want to know who I is and who I be. I think, I think the fact that it's National Cold Brew Day is so appropriate, Kyle. It's so appropriate. Because we were just talking, Kyle was like, today's going to be one of those days. I can always tell. And you could probably Let me give too. everybody my address that's on that's listening right now. I'll do that. Don't do and that. I'll give I'll I'll give you my address as well as uh, the the closest places to order cold brew through DoorDash. Ready? Everyone get a pen. No, I'm just kidding. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So Kyle, we were going on the phone and he was like, you know, sometimes that that 4 a.m. whether you want to or not wake up because you have a baby. Yeah, is, is that day and that day is today, man. That day is today. And we're gonna make it. It's gonna be all right. We're gonna have a fun day. Uh, but yes, sometimes you just like my wife <laughs> holding the baby. It's like six o'clock. We're trying to get the kids ready, and I'm staring into the distance. She's like, <laughs> she's like, you, you with us, Kyle? I was like, yo, oh, oh, you just kind of got the baby there. And you're just longingly looking into the corner of the room. <laughs> right. There's nothing even there. Just she's are you thinking about something? Home. I was like, nope. Nope, not even thinking about it. I'm just realizing <laughs> constantly that I am awake right now. Um, so strangely oh, enough, good. it is National Cold Brew Day. Um, I didn't even know. I don't even know how I got on some Dunkin' Donuts email list. Maybe it's because like I have like a rewards at some point. I never get emails from Dunkin' Donuts, but I did today. I was like, is it National Cold Brew Day? Or are they making this up? Well, apparently, up until two years ago, there was no National Cold Brew Day. Um, but... Cold brew apparently has been around for a really long time. So, of course, I had to like look it up right this morning as I'm preparing the show. I'm like, well, let's find out what, what this is all about. Um, so, in the 17th century Japan, we find references to cold brew coffee when French troops fought against Algeria in 1840. They used cold brew to combat the heat. I have a question. So smart. It is, seems smart, but I have a really I have a question. All right, go shoot. In 1840, and they're fighting. Where are they getting the ice? Well, or the refrigeration. Okay. Well, so for cold brew coffee, you don't technically need the I mean, refrigeration. I guess you have to let it steep a really, really, really long time. The right. whole point is that it takes like 12 hours to brew. I guess like, that's it, what but cold isn't brew it just is. like normal temperature water? Normal temperature yeah. beverage. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Combating the heat. Either way, I was like, I have questions. I always have questions. Um, but after a brief well, That's how you make cold brew. You actually let it sit in right. room temperature water, and then you add ice later on. Oh, I thought you had to let it steep in the refrigerator. Well, I think most people do that these days, you know, because sanitary reasons and things like that. Sanitation but, yeah. and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> after a brief disappearance, cold brew stored back into the limelight. Recently, in 2018, it represented $339.4 million in sales and a projected $1.63 billion by 2025. At least they didn't say 2030. It, <laughs> they are not auto manufacturers, right? No, and now we've got nitro cold brew, which, oh, which that stuff is like, that's that's crack juice right there. It it's is. like you, you get all the, you get all the like feels of adding a whole bunch of cream and sugar, yeah. but with none. none of the additives well, and it just like feels, there's weird. a whole sensory, like even just watching it, like come out of the tap, yes. right? Yes. It, it, it triggers a lot of things. It's a full sensory experience. If you've never had a nitro cold brew, just go order one and watch them make it. And you'd be like, yeah, that is pretty cool. Or you could yeah. probably just YouTube it, but. It's better when you order it. It's National Cold Brew Day. You might get one for free. So yeah, everyone's uh, like ASMR cold brew. Yeah. Oh, that's good stuff right there. If you do that, ASMR 
cold brew. That'd be great. Uh, we have a few other things to talk about this morning aside from cold brew. It just was the perfect like pre-segue segue. Um, but we are having a party in May, in just a few weeks from now, right? You We're less than stay. four weeks. Uh, the Asodu Family Reunion Remix in Tampa, Monday, May 9th. Uh, we just opened up tickets to the email address, email list yesterday. Today, anyone can get one. So um, you can just go to asotu.com. There's a little header at the top. Um, so you can click, get your tickets. If you're a dealer, our friends at Autofy made sure they paid for your ticket already. So you get your ticket comp courtesy of Autofy. If you are not an auto dealer, tickets are still really affordable and we're bringing you all the value with the ticket price. So you're going to eat well, you're going to drink well, you're going to get an awesome retail swag experience when you come in. And uh, it's just going to be a, a wild night of fun and learning from all the smart people in the room. And it was really encouraging to see that as soon as tickets open to the email list, the the vat like 98% of the people who signed up were dealers or dealer personnel. It's so good. Yeah. I, I absolutely love that. I mean, coming from the dealership world for so long, right. You, um, when, when everything is feels like it's centered around kind of like thought leadership on the vendor side or, you know, like getting dealers to come pay for stuff or everybody's trying to earn your business, right? Mm -hmm. To have something that you can go to and be like, you're just in, you get in and not just that, but this is what I love even more. It's not like you're just in, it's like, no, someone, someone saw it fit to, to bring you here. And yeah. so, uh, I, lo I love it's, it's something that we, uh, after our last event, we're like, we're going to make sure this happens very soon. And, and, uh, it was able to, we were able to make it happen a little sooner than, than we thought, but yeah, it's good. I mean, look, we, we, I mean, we love our, our, our fender vendor community, right? Having, yeah. having lived on both sides we're, of that. We're in that community. We <laughs> are right dang in the middle of it. But uh, we do just have um, an extreme commitment to being dealer centric yes. as a media publisher, which is why all of our investors are only dealers. Um, a lot of other people wanted to invest and we actually had to tell people no, um, because we're like, no, it's important that we stay dealer centric from an investor standpoint. Our content, our events are dealer centric and our email list is dealer centric, um, not just in not just in like confession, but also in practice. So I thought when the when those early tickets came through and there was all dealer personnel, I was like, man, this is great because the practitioners are finding value here. So we're all gonna get together on May 9th. So get your tickets if you haven't gotten them. And even if you're within like driving shot of Tampa or you wanna fly in, there are actually people that are coming in just yeah. for this event. Uh, speaking of the vendor community though, can we Stop. can we do a segue? I don't think we've ever done a segue in the intro before, um, but Pitch Tank is at 10 o'clock today Eastern. So in just a little less than an hour from now, uh, Pitch Tank which is a vendor-centric uh, presentation of new products that dealers exactly. and other brilliant people can shoot holes in live in front of your face so that you can make better yeah. decisions. I'm really excited about this morning because there's two companies this morning that had we not been referred them from other people that had uh, pitched in the past, we, we would have never known about them. And so I'm just excited to hear what they have to offer dealers and, and just learn about some new technologies and partners that are in the space. So, um, you know, if you've been to Pitch Tank before and you're like, I feel like I've kind of known uh, a lot of the things that are going on. This is one of those mornings where you might hear something new that you've never heard before, because uh, if I've been to every single one of them and now I'm saying I have found something that I haven't heard before, that's probably a lot more people out there like that. Was that? Yeah. If Kyle, yeah. Sa if Kyle says it, shoot, 
if Kyle says it, it's the truth when it comes to, like, you know, just everybody. <laughs> I can't tell you how many calls we're on, client calls, partnership calls, where someone's like, yeah, we heard about that. Kyle's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, Bob over there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I helped them build that product. I'm like, what the heck are you talking about? <laughs> it happens all the dang time. It happened again yesterday. So if Kyle's never heard of it, uh, you can be sure that it is absolutely fresh. You can go go on your phone, not on your desktop, to a dot club asotu dot club and that way uh, you can get the link to the room really easily and and get you in there to have a little fun um you know the cold brew news was the first news that we were going to talk about today but we talked about that before we talked about the announcements uh so let's let's move down um positive dealer news let's talk about this i think we're over indexing oh, on the energy and the good stories because it was so heavy on monday I, I feel yeah. like that. I feel like that. We're trying to like get off. Lift all the good stuff up. We started you so hard this Nate, week. Nathan said that comment feels real heavy this morning. I was like, I feel like, oh, we failed. <laughs> <laughs> We're bringing all the energy. We're rolling through hump day. I'm excited about this one because uh, one of my good friends, Eric Hall, uh, who's at Classic Chevrolet, uh, was able to share with us some something really cool they're doing with um not just you know there's a lot of dealers doing fundraisers out there and you know pressing into the community and for so long golf fundraisers have been a big part of just the way fundraising happens especially like you know kind of dealers are are golfers at heart a lot of times and uh like we're, we're headed to a conference this summer and, and they were like <laughs> the, the afternoon outing is golf and paul and i were both like Ah, uh, yeah, right. You know, just like with the mountains. <laughs> we're like, but, well, I could drive a cart. <laughs> yeah, great cart driver. I will I, carry your clubs, no problem. <laughs> yeah, uh, but what's what I love about this, especially in a time where we're seeing dealer markups like like crazy, which is natural when you have a, a supply and demand uh, thing going on. Uh, but specifically, they've got a bunch of Z06s coming in, which if you know about the Corvette brand is a unique and specialized vehicle. And it typically, uh, even in non-inventory shortage times, we see dealers marking those up because they are in such high demand um, and they are in short supply. Well, what's really cool about the way that they've done this is, is they've said, hey, look, we'll take orders on all these. We'll sell them all at MSRP. But in order to get in line, you've got to donate 50 grand to the annual fundraiser. I love it. So the markup is all going back into the community, like 100%. Brilliant brand play. I love it. I love it. There's been so much conversation about MSRP selling over MSRP. Is it good? Is it bad? Is it supply and demand? And so there's just been so much, like, kind of like tumultuous talk around MSRP that I thought. You know, Eric's idea to just twist this into saying, hey, look, the market value of the vehicle is well over MSRP. So we're not going to ignore that, but we're going to make sure that that value goes into the community. I was just, I read that article. It's funny, sometimes sometimes I read the morning email and I don't see everything that's in there before it gets published. So that more, this morning, I actually saw it in the email. I was like, that's brilliant. What a brilliant play on MSRP. So, man, it's just good to see. I'm never surprised, right? I'm never surprised it's that so someone cool. found yeah. a great so, way So far this year, it. they have 27 customers pledging with uh, resulting in a $1.3 million that they're going to spread out over 13 charity partners. Like, y'all, auto dealers are centric yes. to their communities. And 
are doing incredible things. And this is just one of those stories. And so please, if you're listening, if you're watching, if you're sharing this with someone, share the uh, sodu.com forward slash positivity. And we want to hear more about it and talk more about it because this is not just like, there's going to be someone in, in Seattle or in New York that goes, that's a great idea. Yes. I'm going to execute that same thing. And it's going to be just as impactful in your area. Or maybe you're going to iterate it on it just a little bit, but that's going to push more into shifting the culture internally of our, of our industry and then pushing out the perception um, that, that of anything bad about our industry, because we know that's the reality of what's going on. Um, and we just have to talk more about it. As make an it industry. louder. Hey, if yeah. you have a story that you want us to make louder, something similar to this or something else going on in your community, uh, we created a page just for this so you can easily submit it to us. Go to asotu.com forward slash positivity and then just fill out the quick form. We will get the email. Maybe we can include it in the show and just let more dealers know about it so that, um, like Kyle said, we can make the good things louder because we need to make yes. the good things louder. Um, let's see. Let's talk. Okay. So let's talk about auto shows. Are, were you an auto show fan? Like, do you go to auto shows, Kyle? No, no, that's not. That's I'm not like the retail. The retail. I'm not. Buff. I'm. I'm a. I'm a. You know, car guy. As car guys go, when we talk about like being in the dealership and you know, growing. But you're not you a know, car enthusiast. But I'm not a car enthusiast. I exactly. I, I, I now have a passion for cars, right? But that's uh, you know, that's uh, that's that's grown it. out of what what my. my my career has been, but no, I'm not like a gotta go see the next new thing. I'm, ver know, I'm so. very much yeah. the same way. I've only been to a few auto shows in my life. Um, but the New York auto show just, you know, relaunched and opened up after, you know, the, the, the pandemic hiatus and you know, the traffic is very, very strong. They're saying uh, they're going to track over a million people coming through the show. Um, and this show is pretty cool because it's got a 250,000 square foot EV test track. Think about that. You could never do that before because you'd have the like the combustion inside, right? Right. But yeah, that's you just a put whole it, new world. Heck yes. Yeah, right so, inside. Yes. So people could test drive a range of EVs, uh, Chevys, Kias, Nissan, Volkswagens, Volvo, Indy EV, and VinFast all had vehicles that you could test drive on the wow. track. Um, here's an interesting thing, though. A lot of manufacturers chose to sit it out. List of manufacturers that didn't show up. Uh, you know, or choose to participate in the show, General Motors. That means there's no Lyric. Um, no one saw the, the EV Hummer, which there's a ton of buzz around. Uh, Mercedes, BMW, Audi all passed. Tesla wasn't there. Porsche wasn't there. Honda, Mazda, Jaguar, Land Rover all weren't there. Wow. So, and, you know, from what, what I hear and what I read, you know, the fact that there was this huge test track really um, kind of made up for the fact that there weren't a lot more ex exhibitions, you know. Right. But... Um, man, it, you, this might be a missed opportunity. Okay. It's either a missed opportunity or it's saying, no, 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 we don't need the auto shows anymore. We are speaking a more global language. And I think, well, uh, Ford and, and we'll get a speaking of in just a second, but Ford and other like GM and Stellantis have really leaned into this kind of Apple-esque keynote presentation, mm -hmm. um, that, that launches things not necessarily in an auto show, but is based on their timeline, based on their desire to put that out into in, into yep. the ecosystem, and their 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 driving demand um, based on 
based on just like them alone instead of having to sit in a sea of others. So I think there's probably something there as to what these brands are leaning into and being a little bit more individualistic instead of having to wait for the next new thing. I think about this on the side of like industry partners and vendors. You always think like everybody's going to come out with something new at NADA. It's like, why is it NADA is when you come out with everything? But here's, here's an issue that I like you and I were just talking uh, yesterday about how EVs, like there's more automotive in the general news. Now that we pay attention to a lot of news all the time, we're seeing EV news in all types of different publications where vehicle stuff would have never been before because there is a renewed interest in technology, right? And you have people like Elon Musk kind of making automotive like sexy again, right? From an entrepreneurial, technologically advanced standpoint. Remind me of a conversation I had with Jason Stein like two or three years ago. I have to pull up the interview. And I said, I said, where do you think automotive has opportunity that they're missing? And he says, to be seen as innovators in technology. He said that like three years ago, right? I got to pull that up because, you know, it'll show him historically correct. And he's very smart. Um, And I think that this is a missed opportunity while there is a general, um, general interest in EVs because it's not like an iPhone, right? Where actually it's kind of disappointing when you, the the keynote is so good when you get in the store and you hold it in your hand, you're like, I'm I'm always like a little underwhelmed. Right. right? You're like, man, my photos don't look like those photos. Well, that was also breakdancing on fire. You know, right? <laughs> right. And I'm just in the Apple store with my kids, right? It's a little different. But yeah, you're like, son, do the spin thing. No, that wasn't great. Yeah, that wasn't right. great. No, but 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 driving a vehicle is such a visceral experience, right? The way it feels, the steering wheel feels, the way it smells. Yep. And EVs, like, let me just tell you, when you sit in EV and you hit the accelerator, dang, like you feel something. And so I don't yep. know. I don't know. I think that there's a big experiential play that uh, automakers missed with the auto show and we'll see time will tell uh, yeah i think there's a lot of experience now with driving an ev because it is such a visceral experience but speaking of evs segway time. uh we got to give a little quick props to ford because maybe in the first time that i can remember they beat projections on when a vehicle was going to get off the assembly this line. is this is actually a first time ever for all industries <laughs> <laughs> You're like we beat we beat construction, we beat technology, we, we beat supply like literally. shortages. <laughs> right, right. We beat everything. Why? Because we underpromised and overdelivered. It's great. Yeah, it's I, great. I love it. I, you know, I had, I, I still think the question mark for me is like, what, what's the lightning gonna be in relationship to dealers? You know, oh. and how. Yes. How is that? How is that delivery timeline when you're thinking 200,000 reservations, you know, when they're making these 150,000, what is the dealer involvement when these lightnings actually hit the lots and how, it, how are the salespeople going to be prepared? How is the compensation? What is, what's the margin and can they execute on this? Can dealers and the OEM execute on the same experience that was the registration experience or the launch on YouTube experience. Like, will that same feeling carry through into both the delivery and the ownership experience? Because like, it's kind of like, it's kind of like this. If you show up to the first date with 12 roses and you show up to the second date with nothing, what happens, right? Loss of interest. What's what are Ford? What are dealers doing? (laughs) That's interesting. To, I mean, right? What what are <laughs> Ford and dealers doing to think of like we're we're, we're coming with the twelve roses? Like, how are we going to elevate the game for the from the consumer experience from this point on? 
how is this is also kind of like I mean I know the Mach E is out right it's been out this is the first real I think shot across the bow with the precedent right. center on what it's going to look like moving forward and when we say what is the dealer OEM relationship going to look like I think there's going to be a lot that's revealed in the next couple of months right that is going to take a lot of working through because right now let's face it if you're thinking OEM dealer we don't like to paint it in a contentious um, mindset but really having the first EV pickup rolling off the line gives the OEM a whole lot of leverage right yep. a whole lot of consumer leverage a whole lot of technology leverage so glad that they were able to execute on time right they have 200,000 orders they said they're going to be able to make 150,000 of those this year as they ramp up production but but that Kyle that really is the question right Yep. What, what does the relationship look like moving forward and how can dealers and OEMs partner to deliver what the consumer wants in a way that everybody wins? I don't know. That's a question. On, We're going to leave you with that question today. Go get yourself some cold brew. Wake up a little bit. You're already awake if you're listening to this show. Come on, Keep now. pushing back. Send us your positivity stories at soda.com forward slash positivity and get some tickets to that party.